You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everyone. Happy Wednesday. You're listening to Locked On Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's show is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store and find one of our Locked On rooms. Locker Room, it's changing the way we talk sports. We're going to talk sports right now on Locked On Los Angeles Kings. My name is Sarah Avampato. I am your host. And as usual, lately, I am disgruntled to be here because the Kings have been doing nothing but disappointing me and embarrassing themselves in front of you and me and God and the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, and we're really pretty much poised to have them do it again tonight as these two teams meet again. Our play of hopes and dreams are basically dashed because of this recent poor stretch of play from the Kings. Uh, everyone is frustrated. Todd McClellan is frustrated. The players are frustrated. And uh, it seems like no one's actually doing anything with that frustration other than just, you know, letting it exist. On today's show, I'm going to answer a couple of questions from readers because I think that they are pretty relevant to what is going on with the Kings today. So that's going to be kind of the focus of today's show. I don't really want to talk about the Coyotes because uh, they make me sad. I don't want to think about them or uh, having to play them or, you know, anything really to do with uh, the, the actual game that is at hand. So the other day, whenever I was still on my uh, lakeside vacation, I asked for uh, some questions from listeners just like you and got some good ones recently that I think that we should go over on this here show. The first question comes from Jared, longtime friend of the program, who asks, what areas should the Kings address at the deadline my answer to this question now is different than my answer would have been like three weeks ago. Uh, my answer to this question now is, I don't know, just blow things up. No, don't blow things up. That would be bad. That is not what we should be doing. But, you know, a handful of weeks ago when I thought, you know, the Kings aren't going to be Stanley Cup contenders. No one ever mistook them for being that this season. But we were at least in a position that it looked like the Kings could at least maybe possibly sneak into the playoffs. And from there, you know, A, who knows, anything can happen. But then it would have been about getting their guys some actual playoff experience and just getting a feel for the postseason. So a couple of weeks ago, I would have said, listen, if Rob Blake wants to stay pat and not do anything, like that's fine. If he wants to kind of try to bolster the the roster with a handful of and by handful, I mean like, I don't know, one or two uh, kind of veteran players, players who he thinks can help make a difference and lead this team through a playoff push. You know, I, I wouldn't have been opposed to that. The Kings do have enough assets now in terms of prospects that giving away one or two of them or something in a trade, giving away some draft picks is not really the end of the world. This isn't like the Dean Lombardi years where every promising prospect gets sent off for one reason or another. And in hindsight, a lot of those guys didn't pan out. I think the, I think one of the, the most panned out ones is Eric Chernak in Tampa Bay. Uh, he is playing with them generally well enough uh, as a defenseman. Uh, he was part of the trade that brought Ben Bishop here to Los Angeles. Uh, but really, a lot of these other guys who got traded for uh, players who ended up not really doing a whole lot of anything uh, down the stretch, they haven't really panned out in, in their 
new teams either. So, you know, whatever. But a couple weeks ago, I would have said if Rob Blake wanted to try to add a little bit to this team for a possible playoff push, I wouldn't have been too upset about it. Now, I think we need to look even more to the future. Um, As I've said before on the show, there aren't really a whole lot of assets left for the Kings to trade away in terms of looking for rentals to send to another team. Uh, There aren't very many guys on expiring contracts who would be good uh, or who really another team would be interested in. The ones that are going to attract the most attention, uh, Alex Ayafalo, obviously, who is going to be a free agent uh, after the season. Uh, He is someone who, even though I think that he is probably in the Kings' plans for the future, uh, they could also explore trading him, explore trading him and agreeing to bring him back, you know, a bit of a handshake deal. But he is someone who could be out there as a possible player to to move at the deadline. Andreas Athanasiu, I think, will be attractive to a lot of teams who are looking for depth scoring, uh, who are looking to add a little bit of speed and kind of bolster their bottom six. Uh, he, uh, he will be a RFA at the end of the season, a restricted free agent. Uh, he does have arbitration rights, so any team that uh, would want to acquire him would be would need to be aware of that. Uh, He's also someone who I wouldn't mind the Kings trying to keep. Uh, He has done pretty well here and uh, is playing kind of with a renewed sense of passion, maybe that uh, he did not have last season. And uh, he he has been a good fit here. So not opposed to them keeping him, but uh, he is someone who I think other teams will come calling on. Uh, Other guys whose contracts are up this year, Blake Lazat, I don't think he's going to move the needle too much for playoff bound teams Uh, Trevor Moore is going to be a restricted free agent after this season. Uh, I don't think the Kings would want to give up on him. Uh, He has been pretty good in flashes this season. And I I think that even if he doesn't pan out as a top six player, uh, he has added a little bit of a spark to the bottom six. None of our top defenders are up after this season. Olimata has one more year on his contract, but he's injured right now. So I don't really know that you could uh, trade him even if you wanted to. Uh, guys in the taxi squad aren't guys you're going to move. Kale Clegg, Austin Strand, maybe Austin Strand. Uh, but I think that he's he's done well enough for the Kings that I think that they might want to see more of him in their team and not on some other team. So there's just not a whole ton of players who are in the NHL. I guess Leas Anderson, maybe some team would want to take a, a chance on him and add him. But we're, we don't we just don't have a lot of guys who... I think many teams are going to care about as a rental guys with longer deals are always a little trickier to move at the deadline. And so I I kind of think that those won't necessarily happen. Those are more uh, draft day kind of moves, but the names that always pop up, Dustin Brown, Jeff Carter, we've got one more year left on Adrian Kempe's deal after this. Brendan Lemieux, who was just traded for uh, has this year and next year. Austin Wagner has two more years after this year. Weirdly enough, he's one of the only players signed past 2021-22 in terms of forwards uh, who is not currently down in the minors. Uh, So there are players who could be intriguing as not rentals, but there's just not a whole lot for the Kings to do to move out uh, in terms of players that other teams who are going to the playoffs are going to want to get. So I I think that we may see an extra quiet trade deadline 
from Rob Blake. But what I want to see him focus on is what has not been addressed yet at all uh, in the King system. And that is really finding a legitimate scoring anybody, scoring winger, a center who can score. I don't care. At this point, the offense is still like Andre Kopitar and every so often someone else decides to chip in a goal. And it has been continually this team's downfall that they can't put the stupid puck in the back of the stupid net. Uh, so if that means the Kings have to trade one of their, you know, very talented prospects in order to bring back an NHL ready NHL established scoring player who we know will actually be a good fit, AKA we don't do this Ilya Kovalchuk nonsense again. Uh, we don't take a swing on a player who isn't going to work out here. Uh, you know, I, I think that that kind of needs to be, Blake's priority going forward is not looking for a playoff run, not looking for someone who's going to be ready a couple years down the road, but looking for someone who's starting the day that they are acquired by the Kings is going to be able to step in as a scorer. Uh, and I, I think that those kinds of deals aren't necessarily going to happen right now uh, on trade deadline day, because those kinds of players are going to be going to playoff contenders uh, teams aren't going to be looking to get rid of teams that are in contention, aren't going to be looking to get rid of high scoring players uh, and teams that aren't in contention are going to be able to extract a lot more assets from a playoff bound team uh, for a guy like that. than uh, I think the Kings would or should give up. So I, I, my hope is that it's a quiet trade deadline day, but the Rob Blake is, out there kind of evaluating his options for how he can find anyone who can put a puck in the back of the net for the Kings on a regular basis now and going forward. So those are my thoughts about uh, the trade deadline day. I will be plugging this throughout the week on the show and of course on social media, but just so you guys know on Monday, we are going to be doing a special live trade deadline show going to be streamed live on probably anywhere that you can get things streamed, YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, stuff like that, uh, you will be able to watch us. Uh, I am going to be anchoring the bottom part of the show. I believe I'm on from two to four Eastern time. So whatever that means for you in your time zone, uh, I will be on uh, co-hosting with Ross from the Locked on Senators show uh, as we just try to see what happens on uh, trade deadline day. So that is coming up on Monday. Uh, but like I said, I think the Kings are going to be quiet, maybe make some minor deals, but we're not we're not making a big swing for anything here. So when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about Gabe Velarde. That is coming up next on Locked on Los Angeles Kings. First, though, let's talk about Locker Room because Locker Room is a social audio platform made for sports fans just like you. The app is free to download in the iOS app store. Once you're in, you can talk to fans, athletes, insiders, bloggers, podcasters, writers, super fans, anyone. You can talk to them in real time about your favorite team or your favorite sport. Locker Room is a great place to start or join conversations about the NHL. You can find fans just like you. You can have watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, reactions to big news, big trades, big rumors, and, you know, reactions to draft day. And, you know, reactions to trade deadline day. You can even find lots of our locked on hosts on Locker Room. I am not on the app yet because uh, it's only for iOS at this moment. And I am one of those Android heathens. 
but uh, I will be there as soon as I can. And as soon as Locker Room uh, is compatible with the other half of the world, uh, I am excited to get started on there. A lot of our Locked On colleagues have been having Locker Rooms of their own uh, to chat about what's going on in the league or with their teams. Uh, And so I think that if you are, you know, maybe interested in expressing feelings about the ducks or the sharks. Uh, Those gentlemen are all doing their own locker rooms. You can jump on and say hi to them and let them know how you feel about the current state of California hockey. Uh, Hopefully I will be on there soon with all of you. So you can go to download the free locker room app now currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile link, your Twitter account and join the NHL group for the latest league updates. You're going to find a ton of incredible rooms all about your favorite teams and leagues. And I cannot wait to join you all on locker room. I will be sure to let you know once locked on Kings has a room and is live on locker room, but right now you can download the locker room app today. Locker room. It's changing the way we talk sports. We've also got to talk about Built Bar because Built Bar is now and still and always the best tasting protein bar ever. If you have somehow missed out, if you missed out on Built Bar madness, if you missed out on the championship, uh, you will know that we just spent all of March crowning the best tasting Built Bar ever. And I am still devastated. The cookies and cream did not win. It came runner up to the coconut brownie chunk or whatever it's called, which is also a legitimately good flavor, just not my favorite. But you, if you have not tried any Built Bars yet, I I think you're a little behind because you need to be evaluating them so that you can decide for yourself whether or not the winner of Built Bar Madness was the right choice. They come in 18 amazing flavors, including caramel brownie, carrot cake, peanut butter, orange cookies and cream, and many more. Plus, there are always special limited edition flavors uh, and other products available for you on builtbar.com. So go right now, check it out, builtbar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. Also, you can get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with Locked On Today. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Now let's talk Gabe Velarde. He has been having an increasingly rough time uh, with Todd McClellan. He has been bounced up and down the lineup. Uh, He has been bumped off of his second line center duties. Uh, He has been benched at various points throughout games, has gotten consistently pretty low ice time uh, because of the way that he's been playing or the way that Todd McClellan perceives that he has been playing. Uh, The other day, On Twitter, a a listener asked me the question about Gabe Velarde, wanting to know how many more Gabes do I think that Gabe has to turn it around? Well, uh, part of that question may have already been answered. In practice on Tuesday, uh, Velarde looked like he was shaping up to be a healthy scratch. Now, this is definitely a tactic that we have seen used before. You make a player think that he's going to be out. You kind of light that fire under him. And then he draws into the game anyway. We have definitely seen uh, Todd McClellan kind of deploy this uh, over his time with the Kings uh, with players who he thinks are underperforming. So it is entirely possible based on whatever we hear from the Kings today, that Gabe Velarde will actually be in the lineup. That said, while I am a big proponent of letting the kids play, of letting them play through their mistakes, of letting them just keep pushing and learning in real-time situations and not practices, I'm also not opposed to sitting one whenever things are just going awry and it looks like someone just needs to press pause a little bit. So I am not opposed to Gabe being 
a healthy scratch in this game. I, I think that there is nothing wrong with sitting a player down, telling him, watch this game. Just watch. Watch from your perch up above. Tell me what you see. Tell me how you would have played in this situation. Tell me what you would do. And, and just have them sit back and view the game from a different angle. And sometimes that sparks stuff. We have seen players like Adrian Kempe, Tyler Toffoli, both have kind of resurgences after they were sat down for a little bit. And they had to kind of take a little bit of time to think about their game and think about how they fit in on the team and how they were contributing. So my biggest hope is that Velarde gets this message in the spirit that is in, that is intended in uh, and that he takes this opportunity if he is scratched uh, or even if he is just being threatened to be scratched uh, to really sit back and look at his game and look at, you know, look at your life, look at your choices and, and figure out how to get back on the right path. Because I don't believe he's a bust. I don't believe that he's washed up already. I don't believe that this is a waste of time or that he should be traded tomorrow or whatever. I don't think the Kings are going to give up on him, but I think that Todd McClellan has expectations. And my perception of Gabe Velarde, and again, this is not based on, you know, I've never talked to him. I've never met him in person. I've never interviewed him. This is all just sort of my conjecture based off of interviews that I have heard from him, from media availability I've heard from him, uh, from comments I've heard from Todd McClellan, is that Gabe Velarde kind of seems like he has the personality of someone who thinks that he knows all the answers already, which is fine. You're an elite hockey player. You are probably that guy. And he is someone who didn't have to work very hard really during his junior career because he was so good and because he was so dominant. And, you know, aside from the back injury that, that he dealt with, he is someone who I think is used to being able to step into a situation and just automatically be good at it. Uh, we kind of saw some of this, attitude with the very long road that it took him to get on top of his back issues and sort of reading between the lines, you can kind of surmise that some of it was because Gabe just wasn't really ready to follow the directions of someone else. And it took him a long time to learn how to treat his body, how to prepare to play hockey, how to prepare his body. It took him a long time to figure out that he actually needed to do what he was being told. And like I've said before, he's a 18, 19, 20, like at the time, a very young guy. And like I have dealt with my share of young dudes in my life. And many of you have probably been young men at some point in your life. And like, I don't know, you try to tell a 21-year-old guy who thinks that he's the best at something to do anything and like see how far you get. Good luck, right? Uh, so my perception of, of Gabe Velarde is that like he needs to hit like super rock bottom before he really kind of starts making changes or doing things that will improve his life or improve his situation and being like, oh, yeah. I guess that person's right. That is sort of the vibe that I get from him. Uh, we've even seen it with stuff like face-offs where Todd McClellan is like, listen, I'm trying to teach this kid. He has his own way he wants to do things. I can't force him to do things my way, but eventually like hopefully we'll all see eye to eye. And, you know, Velarde from hearing McClellan's comments, like didn't really want to practice face-offs, didn't really want to practice working on this and that. And obviously I don't know what his attitude is in practice. I don't know any of that. But if that is kind of his general default attitude of, I don't need to work on this, I'm just going to get it. 
then yeah, I can see why McClellan is a little frustrated and is probably going to sit him for a game. And I think there's nothing wrong with that. So we will see what happens in tonight's game. Like I said, this is being recorded before we know anything about the Kings plans for this game, but I have no objection to Gabe sitting in this game and, uh, and kind of taking a minute to reset uh, as long as he gets the chance to get back in the lineup and, learn from his mistakes and prove that he does belong here. Uh, So a couple more thoughts on Gabe Velarde coming up right after this, but right now I want to tell you about betonline.ag because sports betting, it's all the rage right now. And betonline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football is over, but the NBA college basketball and NHL are all in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. You can get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today. Use the promo code Locked On and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's promo code Locked On at betonline.ag. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. You can be a waiver wire winner too with daily fantasy hockey advice from Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Our expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis for season-long Dynasty and DFS League. Follow the Locked On Fantasy Hockey podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So getting back to the question, how many more games do I think the Gabe has to turn it around? I think that this is where it would be interesting to know how much influence McClellan has over the front office, over Rob Blake, with how they communicate about players, just what is McClellan's role in the decisions that Blake makes? Because some teams, it is very clear that uh, the GM will just trade for people or reassign people or do whatever. And the coach may not necessarily really be into that idea, but the coach also doesn't really have a say in it because that's not his job. Uh, and then there are, of course, other teams where the coach does have a pretty symbiotic relationship, good working relationship. I don't know how you want to put it, but there are teams where the coach and the GM are maybe in a little more contact and a little more discussions about player personnel usage, stuff like that, uh, than on other teams. So I don't really know what the relationship is between Blake and McClellan. Ultimately, I don't think that, you know, if we're talking about how long does Gabe have to turn it around before he's like trade bait, I think that that's a question more for Rob Blake. And I think that Rob Blake has shown a lot of patience with his players, with his prospects. Uh, He also has not really hesitated too much to cut bait when something has gone wrong. So I think it's way too early to start speculating, like, will the Kings trade Gabe Velarde or something because he's just not working out. I think it's too early for that. I think that it's more of a possibility now than I would have said it was Uh, at the start of the season. And I say that largely because it just seems like uh, Velarde has this sort of doghouse status right now with McClellan. And I don't really know, and maybe this is a question for my Oilers and my Sharks friends, I don't really know how easy it is to get back out of the Todd McClellan doghouse. Uh, Like I said, I have seen a lot of the Blackhawks in in my time, used to cover them. And so, you know, the Joel Quenville doghouse is infamous for players getting in there and having just an impossible time working their way back out. Or for whatever reason, Quenville just didn't like a player, didn't figure out how to use them. I mean, look no further than Trevor Daly, who 
Quinville just immediately did not know what to do with and did not like, for whatever reason, uh, Daly goes to Pittsburgh and is immediately successful, fits in very well with that team, and uh, but just could never get any traction in Chicago. So I know that there are coaches who, once you have done something wrong, you're dead to them, basically. But McClellan has kind of shown in the past couple years, uh, again, thinking about Kempe and thinking about Toffoli, that if if he gives you this little sit down, if he gives you this little chit chat about how you're playing and how you're not meeting his ex- expectations and you go out there after that chat and you perform and you do well and you at least show that you are making the effort, I think that's how you get out of the Todd McClellan doghouse. So I, I think that not that Gabe Velarde is the the creator of his own future or whatever. Like I wouldn't go that far because at the end of the day, the GM has the ultimate final say in whatever happens. But I think that how Velarde responds to this patch of trouble will go a long way to determine how much time the Kings want to invest in him. They've already invested a ton of time uh, in him, waiting for him to recover from this back injury, waiting for him to you know be able to play regularly and, and work into the lineup. He now maybe doesn't have the pressure of having to be the number one center because we have Quentin Byfield who could fill that role in the future instead Velarde could have a little less pressure, be a lower line center, be a winger, whatever. So I think the situation has changed a lot since Velarde was first drafted. Uh, so I, I think that the next steps of, you know, how long does Gabe have before, you know, the worst happens? I, I think that it really is going to depend on how he rebounds from this. If he is sat for this game and in the next game that he plays, he doesn't come out playing with any sort of passion, that's not going to bode well for him. So I think that it'll be interesting to revisit this question later in the week or next week, uh, you know, presuming that Velarde draws back into the lineup. Uh, it'll be interesting to see just how everything goes after that. So no, I don't think he is in imminent danger of being traded. I do think that there is a good possibility that he will sit in, in this in this next game, in some of these next games, uh, and that that is okay, and that sometimes you you kind of need to do that to, to get someone to really get the message of you need to figure out your nonsense. I think he's a very talented player. I think that he has a lot to learn still, and I uh, you know I just question at times how good he is at learning. And by that, I mean like how receptive he is to learning things from people who maybe he doesn't think has anything to teach him. Uh, I think that it it seems like he is not set in his ways. He's still a kid basically, but I think that he's someone who doesn't necessarily want to hear advice from people and doesn't necessarily want to be told, Hey, this isn't how you should do this or you need to work on this. Uh, so I think that he, he is the architect of his own future here with this team and as long as he puts forth the effort, as long as he takes these lessons to heart, I think he'll be okay. If he doesn't, if he continues in 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 the Todd McClellan doghouse, I could see Rob Blake being like, you know what, we don't have time for this. And then you have a very intriguing trade piece for that scoring player who I've talked about, for someone who can help shore up your defense. I, I think that other teams will still see the promise that Velarde has and could be interested. So, you know, it, Gabe Velarde, if you're listening to this show, like, just go out there, do your best. Listen to Todd McClellan. He's trying to help you. 
uh, we all want you to figure it out. So those are my thoughts. Kings play tonight against the Coyotes because they have to, because that's what the rules say. Uh, tomorrow we will be back and uh, checking in on whatever happened in that game. going to cross my fingers that it's not terrible. Uh, and if it is terrible, I don't know. Tweet at me with your questions about like my favorite books or something. And we'll talk about that instead of the game. So until next time, make sure you're following me on Twitter at right said Sarah. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked on LA Kings. Give me a tweet. Say hello. Ask me questions about hockey or not hockey or my cats or travel or what I'm going to do next time I get on an airplane or, you know, whatever. I am here for you. Follow this show on your favorite podcast platform of choice, Google, Apple, Spotify, etc., etc. We are there. Uh, so make sure you're hitting that big follow button uh, when you are looking for us on a podcast app. Come back tomorrow. Tell your friends all about it and uh, enjoy your evening. Until next time, this has been Locked on Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.